This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Betting Weekly podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. It's the EPL edition. Happy New Year to you all. Coming to you bright and early on New Year's Day. You can see none of us had a heavy night, really, did we? We're all very fresh uh, this morning. I'm delighted to say that Jack Wright is with us. Jack, Happy New Year to you. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Thank you, Harry. Happy New Year to you as well. And uh, absolutely, unlike Marcus Rashford, my alarm clock was set this morning to make sure it's up. Can't face any disciplinary actions from the disciplinarians at Bet Rivers Towers. So uh, we're good to go. Yeah, the disciplinarians being Mr. Nigel Seeley, who also joins us. Nigel, Happy New Year. How are you, mate? Happy New Year. Got bad back. Bad back. I, I, I said to you guys before we recorded the show, my rock and roll days are well and truly over. Uh, at five to midnight last night, I was in the garden um, rescuing garden furniture from around windswept and rainy. Uh, as, the, as the clock struck midnight, I was trying to find the, uh, a garden chair that had been blown around the house. So that's my days. My days of rock and roll lifestyle are gone. But we can see what Jack got for Christmas, can't we, Harry? Nice pair yeah. of nice, yeah, nice yeah, uh, head, headphones. Look at those. But what's brilliant is... He doesn't want to put them over the top of his head and mess up his hair. I know. So he's no, got them no. that around the back. That's that's well, I, yeah. that's how I used to be, but uh, now <laughs> fantastic stuff, uh, guys. Just quickly, we'll take a look at the betting weekly handicappers league table. Uh, we'll bring you up to date following the last round, which was again a very good round for the guys. Uh, EPL, we're sitting in second place. Uh, closing the gap on the league earn guys even further. We're coming for them. Uh, they, of mm. course, sit top of the pile at the moment. But the EPL show is having a blinder at the moment. Nigel, it, it was a really good round again last time out. Yeah, it's been a great return since the World Cup, not only for us. And obviously, I mean, you, you've got to take your hats off to Steve and James on league earn. I mean, six out of six last week. I think something like 17 or 16 winners in the last 17 selections. I think it's a 13% ROI. That is phenomenal. I mean, that's phenomenal tipping wherever you go. I don't think anyone on Twitter or anyone doing this will be able to match that. They'll tell you they are, but they don't keep the records. We actually keep the records. People make results up. We actually don't. We actually keep a record. And uh, that's why I'll be having disciplinary talks with Jack right after the show about that. Not timing, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking aside, this is um, no, that's a, it's a great achievement, but it's like, it's like the Premier League table, isn't it? The top two are just putting away now on the handicappers league table. It's going to be an exciting race, not only in the Premier League, but also on the, the Bet Rivers handicap table. But yes, uh, we've done really well. Um, we've had a great return since the World Cup. Jack's got a bet today, which hopefully will add 10 figures. And I've got some com we've got some confident picks here that we think will uh, close that gap even more. But everyone's doing well since the start of the return of the World Cup. Daniele is banging for me in Italy and uh, the Italian League uh, show will be available tomorrow. Brilliant stuff. Uh, we are nearly halfway 
through the Premier League season. But it is obviously a new year, uh, which gives us a great opportunity to have a look at uh, some of the futures, you know, looking at the EPL winners, the relegation fight. Uh, so we've got some odds for you here on the screen uh, from Bet Rivers. Um, Nigel, just give us your take on on these prices. What are you thinking? And, and then we'll get Jack's take as well on 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 some of this. Well, the, I mean, I said in the last show that I thought Man City were, were becoming a serious bet to win the Premier League title. And I still think they'll win the Premier League title. But I'll tell you what, the performance of Arsenal yesterday really... I have, I've been very critical. Not not, not critical. I've, I've been sceptical of Arsenal. I've always been sort of thinking, will they be able to hold the, keep the pace going? They're a young side. Yesterday, I felt, was a big, big game because it was a typical title race game where the other teams are drop points and you team go in. And, and the players will know that. The manager will know that. I don't care what you say. They know that. And I felt that was a potential banana skin. But the way they played yesterday and the confidence they showed, I think you take a huge, huge amount of confidence from that. I do worry about them when they get through to that final running, you know, being so young, being so... Uh, but they're full of confidence. It's, it's an exciting times for you. Exciting times for my boy. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's an Arsenal fan, it's exciting times. And we've got an exciting Premier League race. I think the, the next four or five games, though, are going to really determine this Premier League title. I mean, Arsenal start with Newcastle on Tuesday. I think they'll win that. Then Man United uh, and Tottenham away. I mean, they're massive, massive games now for Arsenal. And I think Man United will play a big part in this title race. I, I, I think if you're looking for a side that's going to come on a run, not going to necessarily win it, but could sort of, sort of come in there and be, be, be a party pooper. Because City are playing Man United as well in the next few weeks. If, City, if Man United could win both of those games, which they're in great form, then they could come, you know, gatecrash the party here. But I think we'll know a lot, lot more where this Premier League title race goes in the next three games. But I've still got a fancy Man City. I, I, I've always said if Man City get to even money or they don't become, or they become second favourites, which I think they possibly can do, if they drop another point and Arsenal win the game, then I think I'll have to pull the trigger and back Man City. Uh, Jack, is this a good time to back Man City in your opinion, given that Arsenal, you know, as Nigel mentioned, they play Newcastle on Tuesday, they go to Spurs away following that, and then they play Manchester United. So could things shift around quite a bit in the next sort of few weeks? Would you be think? Would you be tempted to jump on City now? Yeah, I am. Um, we did have a chat off air, didn't we? And I think Man City are at that price, much Nigel has said, that that they are now very backable. Um, you know, Nigel's obviously set his what his criteria wants to be for he pulls the trigger on it. Um, but yeah, Arsenal could be 10 points clear by the time Man City play next, which is, which is massive. Obviously, that Newcastle game is huge. These next three are huge. Alternatively, we could see a complete swing. You know, hopefully, obviously not on you, for your case, but they're all losable games. And if they lose all three of those games, City can quite easily win all three of theirs. It's then probably much game over, isn't it? Title gone and Man City are back to massive odds on favourites. So this is absolutely, you know, the time to kind of look at these next three games and then that will have a massive impact on the uh, on the title outcome. So, um, yeah, I think if you fancy Arsenal to get better results here, then just hold fire. If you think this could be the swing the other way, then you, then you get on board. I'd, I'd be inclined to go with City right now and, and obviously have got the form to get the job done down the home stretch as well. But as you said, Nketiah came in and done a job for um, for your boys. And as we mentioned the other day, it's important when sides lose their key players that the, uh, the next one off the rank comes and does the business. And he has done. Fair play. <clears throat> 
I think the other the other big point for, for Arsenal, Arsenal really, really, really want Man City to go on and win the Champions League. I think if you're if you're an Arsenal fan, you want you want to be cheering Man City to win the Champions League because that is what Guardiola's destiny has always been to win. If they're in a Champions League final or a semi-final, and Haaland's has got a knock in games that you think that they could potentially tricky looking matches. I know he's got a World Cup winner as the replacement, which isn't a bad replacement, but I think he would definitely prioritise the Champions League. He wanted to have the title sewn up really going into the Champions League and Arsenal put a big, big uh, question mark and, and, and a, a big statement in that fact there. So I think for an Arsenal supporter, you really want, or an Arsenal better, you want, you want Man City to win the Champions League because if they win the Champions League, you've got a great chance to win the Premier League title. Nigel, let's take it on to the relegation fight. Uh, these are the latest prices uh, on Bournemouth, Forest, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, Leeds, Leicester and West Ham to get relegated. Um, what, what are you thinking here? Because, you know, there's so many teams in the mix. It, it feels to me like one that's really difficult to call. So where do you see value? Well, I've always said in when you get into relegation battles, if you can score goals, you've got half a chance. So if you've got a goal scorer, your team scores goals. And there's a few teams in there who've got goals in them. Not in the Forest, they've got goals in. They conceded a lot, but they've got goals. And uh, they'll be playing teams that sort of have got nothing to play for towards the end of the season. And if you've got, if you can score goals, you can win those games. Uh, Leeds were a nil-nil draw yesterday, which is the most unlikely nil-nil draw, but they've got goals. And Leicester have got goals in them. Uh, I'm, I mean, Bournemouth, I think, they're in a massive free fall at the moment. I think they're worthy favourites. Southampton... The goal threat they have is minimal. Uh, I think it's very important for these clubs now to go out and purchase players in the uh, in the January transfer window. But you know, everyone knows what they're after, and the prices are going to be expensive. Um, Wolves, I think, have shown improvements under the under the new manager. I think they'll be safe. West Ham, well, look, we'll they'll they'll be okay. They, they, they could sell. They can get rid of Moyes if they wanted to and get a good replacement in. Um, I would I I would think I'd give Nottingham Forest a chance of getting out of it. I think if I was looking at it now. Uh, Bournemouth definitely the favourite. Southampton would be the bet for me at minus one eighteen. I think they're, I think they're destined for the drop. Dominated yesterday against F- uh, Fulham in long periods of the game, and Fulham could have won three, won the Mister Penalties. Didn't have a shot Fulham uh, until right at the end. It was an own goal, wasn't it? They didn't have a shot to eighty eight minutes and could have won the game three one, and that is a, a big concern for me. So Southampton would be the standout bet for me at minus one eighteen. Jack, how about you on the relegation front? Oh, God, I'm going to be repetitive here, which is uh, disappointing. But Southampton's the one that stood out for me. We mentioned them before. They find ways to lose games. They find ways to concede goals. They've also already changed their manager. So we know that that kind of trick has already been played. Has it worked so far? Um, and we've already said our doubts about uh, Nathan Jones in the hot seat there at Southampton. Um it's not gone well, and so the rumblings are saying that it, it's possibly going to continue that way. As I say, they've, they've got no real firepower. They're not a side that is a massive draw for someone to go to. Um, and as just, as Nigel rightly points out, this is a massive, <laughs> massive um, t- you know, financial loss if you go down. And sides who are selling players know that um, you know, if you're in need, that's suddenly going to stick an extra zero on the end. So at their prices, yeah, I, I think you've got to say, and they're the bottom of the league at the moment and they look in massive trouble. So I was a little surprised to see them available at that price. Yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, let's move on then to uh, the picks uh, for week 19 in the English Premier League. Uh, Nigel, we start with you, uh, Everton uh, taking on Brighton. Everton, of course, uh, getting a shock draw against Manchester City yesterday at the time of recording. Has that impacted your thinking here? 
Uh, a little bit. Um, that was a just bad result for me, wasn't it? We bet um, Man City to win to nil. I thought we were we were cashing the money and then a worldie from Demari Gray. But I saw a couple of interviews after from uh, from the Everton players and they were pumped and they were, you, really, you could tell that that result was a huge match for them. This is purely and simply thick, sometimes in betting. And usually it's involved in Brighton because the XG mob get involved. And usually sometimes <laughs> in betting, I see I see odds that I just think to myself, "That's a mistake." I can't, I can't make it out. And then when you dive into it, you 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 can't really make much of a case for it. But you keep looking at it again; it's wrong. I couldn't believe when I saw the odds in this. I know Everton are playing bad, poorly, and they're not you're not in the greatest form. But are they really eleven to four or plus two seventy five to win at home against Brighton? I'm staggered that they're that price. Absolutely staggered by that price. I know they've only one winning one winning ten, but they're on the back of their best performance of the season. Defensively, they look really good, and I think that gives them huge, huge confidence coming to this game. Now, Brighton was shell shocked in the in the last in the opening minute, uh, few minutes against Arsenal, and in the first half they were shell shocked. They come into it in the last twenty minutes, but. Arsenal sat back and allowed them to come into it. You see Arsenal get nervous. Arsenal were four one up, thinking, "Oh, we, we're going to go seven points clear in the Premier League title." And, and, and they've got nervous. And, Bright- and Brighton, I think, if you watch Brighton in the first half and watch Brighton in the last ten minutes, they're a t- totally different team. And I just think the market's gone crazy, absolutely crazy, by offering two seventy five on Brighton. Um, on Everton at home, at home. Um, Brighton have got a lot of goals in them. I mean, they're scoring goals for fun, which we've never seen in Brighton teams before, but they're conceding an awful lot. And I, and I just feel that Everton have, uh, have the bigger need. I know it sounds a bit of a cliche, and people say you should never bet teams that have the need, but I think Everton come into this game absolutely buzzing. I mean, I think the crowd there, they, you know, it's a bit of a hostile atmosphere, and it was toxic when they got beat by Wolves in the last game, kick of the game. But I think they'd be really, really up for this on the back of that performance. And I think that Brighton will a little bit be a little bit shell shocked, and I think that game against Arsenal would have taken an awful lot out of them, like physically. You know, that was an end-to-end game, and it was in horrible conditions. And then straight after, you've got to make the trip up north to play Everton. And I, and I just think this, the odds are wrong. It's purely and simply an odds play. You know, I can't give you fantastic st- stats or any basis of. It's just a silly eyes looking at something going. <laughs> That is the wrong price. So instead of it, saying all that, I couldn't bring myself to bet Everton at plus uh, two seventy five. But obviously, we can play on other angles. And I think Everton plus a quarter of a goal here uh, at, at plus money plus one hundred eight at home is a decent bet. You know, we we win half the bet if it's we win if it's a draw. You know, we, the only way we lose is if Everton uh, if, if Brighton win this game. And um, draws are a distinct possibility for me. And I feel that. The odds are wrong. So with that in mind, I'm going to go for Everton plus a quarter at plus 108 against my old friend, Brian. Nice <laughs> uh, Jack. Well, uh, no, is it, Jack. Sometimes you do see these odds and think to yourself, yeah. like on my, on my, on my tissue or my, my odds, I'd have Everton at two to one to win this game. And I'm getting plus yeah. 275. I think with Everton, they were certainly a side that were a different animal at home. I know they got beat by Wolves, but again, it's their last kick of the game. So again, that was nearly a draw. They're that sort of side. They're tough to beat at Goodison. And you're right about the crowd. You think back to last season when they were really struggling, the crowd kind of dragged them over the line. So, um, you know, I think that they, they and also that's just seasoned on anything positive. So uh, getting that good result against Man City is positive. You can see him coming in into this one uh, with a good atmosphere. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wrong price. 
Yep, indeed. Uh, Jack, let's come on to you, mate. Uh, Leicester City taking on Fulham. Um, you and Nigel have got the same pick in this game, so I'll come to you first. Give us your reasoning, and then we'll uh, we'll get some backup from Nigel on this one. Yeah, this is a, a game that just screams goals, basically. So I'm playing that over two and a half goals at minus one thirty four. Hundred and twelve goals between the two sides. The games that they've played so far in the league this season, and perfectly evenly split, fifty six in in all of them. So that's an average of three point two nine, uh, which is a bit of a stat heavy start to the, to the fact that I just think it's going to be a very open game um, with sides that we've we've played quite regularly before um we know there's goals in them we like fulham we've mentioned them again they've done the business for us but um look you know leicester would say a slightly unfortunate went to anfield lost scored all the goals so even when they get beat they're uh, they're obviously getting making sure the goals tallies ticking over as well so um you're a little bit sorry for that fast you've got both of them as well so it's uh yeah one of those weird games of football but um you know fulham as we said did the business for us again again with that win against southampton so left it late but um so got got over the line then missed the penalty no mitrovic on the score sheet who did miss that penalty we've talked about him at length as well over the shows this season um we know he's got goals in him it doesn't often this season or any of the last couple of seasons go a couple of games without scoring so you'd expect him to be there or thereabouts in this one um, against the Leicester side that have have come back and reverted a bit to the start of season form so interesting that they they started so poorly then picked up now had the World Cup break and they've, they've kind of gone back to that situation where they're conceding goals and not playing overly well Fulham up in seventh, full of confidence, like we've said again. So absolutely sensational first half of the season for them. Um, and say so Leicester do need to bounce back because successive defeats um, has, has now got them looking over the shoulder, as we just saw. They're now in part of that relegation mix again. So um, as far as the goals are concerned, both sides are in the top five for over two and a half goals this season. Um, 11 of uh, Leicester's 17 games have seen that hit. 15 of 17 Fulham games, which is the highest in the league. Seven of their eight away games as well. All of their last seven away games. Only Wolves, funnily enough, kept it nil-nil against them. So enough said there. Um, a big bet on the, on the goals in this one. Should be an in good, in exciting game. It would be Wolves, wouldn't it? It just, it just it had, had to be Wolves. It had to be Wolves. It had to be Wolves. Anyway. Nigel, you've gone for the same pick for much of the same reasons, I'm assuming. All the same reasons. I mean, it's probably the most obvious pick on the on the on the Premier League coupon this this, um, this fixture list. Um, the problem is that when a lot of people are agreeing stuff on the Premier League, that's not a good thing. Usually, like you, when everybody thinks this is a, this is a, a fantastic bet, usually it has the uh, the role reverse and goes the wrong way. But purely on the stats, I mean, it just screams off the page. Uh, you know, Jack said all the stats I had there seven of the last seven. Uh, Fulham games cashed over two and a half goals. 13 of their last 14 games cashed over two and a half goals. Leicester, we know, conceded an awful lot of goals, but they've got the goal threat in them. And, you know, we highlighted that when we looked at the t contenders for the relegation. So, uh, yeah, totally agree with this one here. Over, over two and a half goals, minus 134. Nice one. Uh, let's come back to you, Jack. Uh, Brentford versus Liverpool. Uh, that could be an interesting fixture because I wasn't massively impressed by Liverpool against Leicester. As you mentioned, they won the game, mm. but this has the potential to to be an entertaining game between these two. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, we're getting um, the bet is over two and a half goals, and both teams to score is what I'm going with. Uh, odds are minus one hundred four, and I think the odds are only that good. I think because 
Ivan Tony's obviously a, a major doubt. He's probably going to be out for this one. But that was the only thing that I had to kind of convince myself that I was still going to go through with it um, and looked at some of the games that Brentford had without him. And they still score goals. They still create chances. Um, and they've still got that ability. He, he'll probably only be the only change from, from, their, from their last game. They're in great form. I think they've done stunningly well. And we've mentioned sides in the past that have kind of overachieved the likes of Stoke back in the day, Burnley from more recent times. And Brentford seem to fit that category. They're just that surprise package that have continued to deliver. No second season syndrome, which we've seen from the likes of Sheffield United recently. Um, they've just gone about their work. They go out toe to toe. And you know what? I I felt they'd, they'd fall apart in that first. I just thought they were, they'd kind of not come to the party at all but they proved me massively wrong last season and this season sitting in the top 10 looking very comfortable in in the top flight for sure um Thomas Franks now signed a new contract for him the manager who's obviously a massive part of what they do how they go about it you know the crowds bought into it the players bought into him um and and the way they play is is a Brentford style they've got their own style and they go about it very, very well. Five unbeaten in the Premier League now as well, which is their best run of form. Cash for Nigel um, in the last time out, um, beating West Ham 2-0. Very good win that, you know. I know we'll, we'll talk about West Ham's issues, but to go there and, and, and do a nice, comfortable job on them shows you where they're at at the moment. A nice, steady, probably oh, top 10 mid-table side. Um, fourth successive game where they scored two or more goals as well, which is crucial for this bet. And they've played some tough sides in there. They've uh, obviously gone and won at Manchester City. Uh, they drew with Spurs, haven't been 2 0 up. So uh, they do concede goals, but they score goals, which is, is perfect for this bet. Only Arsenal um, have beat them uh, of the top six, and this is their last game against the big six. Um, so, yeah, the only downside is they're injured to Tony, but I think they've got enough about them to, with other players that will come in, like we mentioned, step up, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do the business. And Look, it's Liverpool and Liverpool throw up chance after chance. You know, we've seen that it's four minutes for Leicester to score against them. Um, and that's just how they've gone about stuff. You know, they're on a good run of form themselves. So they've won four on the spin now to kind of get back up into that top six and look to get in the top four. But it, it's not with winning games comfortably. It's by both teams scoring. You say they've um, you know won the last four, but conceding all of those, they've got no clean sheet in, in the last six. Only one clean sheet away from home, and that was against Everton, where they were quite fortunate to even get that. Um, 11 out of 16 of their games have seen both teams score. 71% of their games have seen them score, both teams score away from home. So, look, we know they've got plenty of firepower, so we shouldn't have anything to worry about as far as them scoring goals are concerned, even you know without the aid of own goals. But obviously, they've added Cody Gakpo to that mix as well although it probably become too soon for him to feature in this one certainly from the start um but you know you look at like so Nunes he's, he's only Mitrovic has taken more shots per game than him um the chances he gets in you know he's the he's the Brighton of the of the playing uh <laughs> xg gurus aren't isn't he the chances and the good chances that he's getting and creating and missing um you accept it or come good for him because of his record we've seen how he can score goals but I think he's one of them ones that will miss six or seven and then suddenly score two hat-tricks so um obviously they've got Salah there as well we know they can score goals and they they, they will score goals against Brentford here um and like I say both of those factors coming together should be open should be a good fun game to watch uh over two and a half goals and both teams to score is the bet Brilliant stuff. Uh, Nigel, let's come to you. Uh, Manchester United 
versus Bournemouth. Uh, you backed Rashford not so long ago to score and that one cashed. Uh, he was obviously disciplined yesterday by Eric Ten Hag, but came off the bench and scored the winning goal. So he's in fantastic form. And I'm assuming at that price, you felt you, you had to get involved again. Definitely. I think um, I think what we saw yesterday from Manchester United, that the only goal-scoring, real goal-scoring threat they have comes from Marcus Rashford. We highlighted it after the World Cup that some players will come back with their stock really high. And some people will come back with confidence massively high. And Marcus Rashford would be right at the top of that list. Um, I think if Gareth Southgate played back the France game uh, in his head, I think he would have started Rashford. Um, you've got to look at Rashford at the World Cup, scored three goals. Uh, you look at when he came on as a sub, he was full of confidence. And without Ronaldo, as I said before, Manchester United's main goal threat now is Marcus Rashford. He, he accepted the punishment yesterday very, very gracefully. Uh, he acknowledged that he was wrong in his timekeeping and he didn't kick up a fuss. He didn't make any problems. He just got with it. Come on, scored a goal and sort of joked about it and the manager would love that response. Uh, you saw in the interview with Luke Shaw after the game, the, the Man United defender, saying that Marcus Rashford is, is a world-class striker who's full of confidence. And I think the kid really, is, he's still a kid to me, just never had that run in the side and that Matt, he was the main factor. There was always somebody there who they got in. They got in Lukaku. They got in Ronaldo. He is now the main man at Manchester United. And I think that he will take the the, the opportunity and score. And his pace is electrified at the moment. And I think he's a fright for everybody. Let's give you some stats on Marcus Rashford. Um, his last three starts, since last three, played three games since the World Cup, scored in all three. Uh, obviously, come on as a sub in one of them. At the World Cup, he scored four. Prior to the World Cup, his last five starts, including games for England, he's played five games, he scored, in five, he scored five goals. Prior to that, his last eight games where he started, he scored seven goals. And prior to that, his last 10 games he, uh, he's played in, he scored eight goals. That is prolific. That's Harry Kane figures. That's most Salah figures. That's prolific. Rashford is on fire. He's Man United's main threat. Throw into the mix, they're playing a Bournemouth side who are dreadful. Man United are two goal favourites for this game. They're the heaviest favourites on the cards. You would expect that maybe two, three Man United goals. Rashford will, will you know, contribute to that. And then you've got to look at, he's played Bournemouth twice before and he scored in both times at Old Trafford. So if I come to, when they come before, Rashford scored. I think he's um, being priced up at the wrong prices. I think within two weeks or three weeks, when people realise that he's going to be the number one player for Man United. And Man United, are a side to keep an eye on. I said it before. I think they're going to really put a surge together. I think the Man City game and, and the Arsenal game against Man United is going to be tough. And um, they're a confident bunch. They've got rid of Ronaldo. The manager has thrown down what he wants to decide and you see the players responding. They're working hard on the pitch. They're, they're pulling the, They're doing what he's been told off the pitch. And uh, Rashford is key, key to everything they do. They were a totally different side when he came on at halftime. He was the man of the match. He played 45 minutes, scored the goal, got the winner. And uh, anything around plus 140, plus 150 to score any time in a game where Man United are such heavy favourites, you've got to take it. I mean, look at, for example, Harry Kane will be going away to, uh, this weekend. I think we're playing Crystal Palace. He's like less than Rashford. I know Kane takes the penalties and Rashford won't take the penalties. Fernandes will take the penalties. That's a big difference. But his goal scoring record at the moment is on the same level as Salah and as uh, Harry Kane. And they're playing, they're the strongest favourite on the card. That's the key point. They're the strongest favourite on the card. Liverpool go to Brentford. That's going to be tough. 
and they're all they're, they're all the Rashford's the highest price to, or the, the least likely according to Bet Rivers to score. I, I don't know. So the penalty factor is probably why that is, but the fact they're big favourites and the fact Man United are playing well, Rashford's definitely the better. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, uh, Jack. You've also got a pick in this game, a different pick. Uh, talk us through it: Manchester United versus Bournemouth. Yeah, this is very comparable to the game Nigel's mentioned about a couple of um, games ago where Man United played Nottingham Forest. Nigel went for Marcus Rashford to score. Man United were very heavy favourites. I went for Man United to win to nil. Um, both copped. Um, and that's what I'm doing again here. Man United win to nil plus 110. They're, they're minus 360 to win. Both teams to score no is set at minus 124. Um, and I, I echo everything Nigel said. Man United have done really well surprised me how quick Ten Hag has got this working obviously at the start of the season it was a nightmare for him that's changed um they've won eight of the last nine in all competitions seven of the last eight at home all of the last six um and Rashford's on fire for him doing exceptionally well he's got that discipline Ten Hag in in the side now and it's uh looking impressive the culture is good so uh clicking the place defensively as well Luke Shaw being playing centre back. Interesting to see if that will change because of Kiefer Moore being six foot four. Um, so we might see maybe Harry Maguire come in to make sure that you know there's that aerial presence. But five clean sheets in the last six competitive games at Old Trafford speaks volumes. Um, they've won their last three in the league to nil, um, and so this is a very comparable game for Forest um, that we had a couple of games ago. Um, Palace, um, Bournemouth now lost two 0 at home to Palace. Um, only six shots they had that that day as well. Um, O'Neill was furious with the performance, said it was the poorest he'd been, since he'd been there. Um, six defeats in in seven. Uh, now uh, three points off the drop, looking in real real trouble. Um, conceded eleven goals and set pieces as well. So even that's going to be a threat with with United putting those into the box. So everything points towards this being a, a very comfortable United win. That's summed up with the fact of the odds. Um, and as I say, taking the fact that Bournemouth struggled to score, they're not scored since they've returned from the World Cup and United keep clean sheets and score goals, then uh, the win to nil for me, uh, alongside everything else Nigel said, at plus money. Brilliant stuff. Uh, that rounds up the guys' picks for this. Can I just, uh, can I just give you one thing before yeah. we go, Harry? <clears throat> and uh, it's just going to be uh, on my old favourite, Wolves to win to, uh, the draw at half-time. I was very close to putting it in again, and uh, I just didn't want to be a little bit repetitive. But I just wanted to give you some stats to realise, you know, we highlighted this at the start of the season, and I highlighted it with you last season, Harry, on the on the on the podcast. Yep. How many games? So I've done some analysis. You may see a tweet I did the other day, but this is this is the analysis in seventeen games this season in the Premier League. Wolves have been drawing in ten in the last two years. Fifty three matches, thirty eight have been drawing at half time, which is about seventy percent. In the last three seasons, 91 matches and Wolves have been drawn in, in 56. So that's 60%. So that's a, that's not just that's not a, a random size. That's 100 games of football, which is quite small, but it's, it's a decent sort of specimen. That, that equates to 60%. So that should be that every game that Wolves play is minus 150. Now, obviously, that goes higher when they play teams... In the bottom half, they play teams in or around them. And when they play teams in the, the bottom three, when they play the likes of Manchester City, Arsenal, the draw factor doesn't come in as much. So when they play teams even in, in around them in the league table, mid-table to lower table, that goes into 70%. 
That's seventy percent. That's like sort of like minus minus two minus two twenty five. That's what price a draw should be in a Wolves game statistically over three seasons. They play Villa this weekend. Sorry, this 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 set of fixtures. The last five times they played this fixture against Aston Villa, four of them have been drawing at halftime. Right, so four matches have been drawn at halftime, and all four have been nil nil at halftime. All four local derby, new manager. Some teams are going out to try to attack their way out. Wolves aren't good enough to score. Costa doesn't look good enough in the Premier League. He's he's, he's finished in far as I'm concerned as a Premier League striker. And if you add all those things in, I say it's like minus minus two twenty five statistically, and the four matches again this week. Bet Rivers are plus one sixteen. The draw in the Wolves game. It's just the wrong price every week. I'm not going to keep doing it every week on the show because I want to talk about something different. But if you just randomly bet this market every single time and they're taking out the sort of teams, like I say, the more dominant teams in the Premier League, the Arsenals, the the the, the, uh, the Liverpools and the uh, and the Man Cities, this, can, this 116 is just completely and utterly wrong every single week. And it should be minus 120 minimum for me. So I'm not going to put it as a bet. But just want to keep. I just want to keep people to look at these that that kind of market and keep having a little bet on that and uh, on a side bet. But it's a it's a great great bet every week. It really really is. It really is, and it would have cashed in the game against Manchester United as well that they played yep. yesterday. Yep, nil nil, and then nil nil again, nil nil again. The, the amount of games they draw nil nil at, at halftime is insane. They drew nil nil in a game against. It was nil nil in a game against um, Aston Villa previously. It was nil nil at halftime and ended up three two. They're a totally different side in the second half than they are in the first half. Indeed, they are. Right. Uh, let's round up the guys' picks and then we'll get some final thoughts. Uh, Nigel uh, has gone with Everton plus a quarter of a goal in their game against Brighton at plus 108. Uh, both of the gentlemen have gone for over two and a half goals in the game between Leicester and Fulham. That's at minus 134. Uh, Jack's gone for both teams to score an over two and a half goals in the clash between Brentford and Liverpool, that's at minus 104. Nigel is backing Marcus Rashford to score at any time in Manchester United's game with Bournemouth. That's at plus 140. And Jack is backing the Red Devils to win to nil in that same fixture at plus 110. Uh, any final thoughts from either of you, Nigel? Anything to add before we... Uh... Before we no, the same way. old stuff. I mean, the guys, all the leagues are coming back this week. The Italian league, the Portuguese league that we're covering. So everything will be back to normal going into the early stages of the new year. Uh, there'll be no Premier League at the weekend because it's the FA Cup. So this show will, won't be around. But it's the start of the new tennis series season and uh, Game Better Match, the podcast with myself and Sean Calvert will be released uh, on this evening. And um, we have a new uh, guy coming on to do the WTA tour as well. And lots more content on the tennis. The tennis is, um, season starts today and runs through to November. So, um, you know, it's going to be uh, very, very busy and uh, some some great content on the, uh, the YouTube handle. Indeed. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast platform it is that you uh, take your podcast from as well if you prefer to consume the content that way. Don't forget to follow the guys' joint handle on Twitter at Because We Win. There you can keep across all the latest content and, of course, uh, all the in-play stuff and brilliant stuff that the guys post on there as well. Thank you all so much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, we won't be back uh, next time out, as Nigel says, because of the FA Cup fixtures, but the Premier League show will return very, very soon. Until then, take care of yourselves and good luck with those bets. All the best. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League. 
on the Bet Rivers Network.